3: Welcome back to The Fighter versus The Writer. I'm your host, as always, Damon Martin. And today I am uh, back for a special holiday edition of the show uh, with a couple of interviews that dropped uh, on video last week but not on the podcast. And since they're both pretty big interviews, I figured why not do it here? Uh, As well as uh, the fact that uh, beyond the holiday, uh, last week with UFC 276, a lot of things got lost in the mix. Uh, one of which, of course, is my first interview, which was with the great Yoana Young in her first interview after announcing her retirement from mixed martial arts at UFC 275 following her fight and rematch with Zhang Wei Li. I was the first to have a chance to talk with uh, Joanna about her decision, what led to that decision, uh, her future, uh, the chance of her going into the UFC Hall of Fame, and so much more. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to check out the video, here is the podcast version of my conversation with the newly retired and, I believe, future UFC Hall of Famer, Joanna young She is the greatest strawweight in the history of the sport, and I am always happy to speak to the great Joanna Young-Jacek. Joanna, how are you?
4: Hey Damon, I'm actually I'm I'm good, happy, preparing for my next trip. Keep on busy as always. So uh, so far so good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but I saw I I'm
4: still need to get. I'm still need to get uh, to the re- retirement feeling. You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I saw you took a nice vacation after the fight. So it was it good to just relax and kind of just you know step away for a minute and just uh, you know enjoy a beach and and not think about fighting for a little bit.
4: Oh yeah, actually I haven't had the time to think about what happened three weeks ago and and that's the thing but uh, I feel like I will need to sit and, and think about everything uh, about my legacy in general but yeah I had so much fun uh, you know last few months were pretty busy and tough for me uh, physically and mentally but yeah it was it was good to take some time off after after the fight. I spent. Yeah. I had a. I had. I had a blast in in Thailand. I was supposed to go to uh, to Bali, but I ended up going to Thailand, and and it was so much fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let me backtrack you on. Of course, we talked before the fight. Uh, you know, I know you spent months preparing, and and you put so much of yourself into your fights. And of course, afterwards, as we all know, you announced your retirement from the sport. Can I ask? Like going into the fight, was there a thought in the back of your head that retirement, you know, was coming? Like, can you kinda give me a sense of like how it came about? Like was it in the moment you just decided? Was it something you had thought about going into the fight? Like, can you kinda give me an idea, like how that happened?
4: Man, I, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I was I was going to win, you know, and I was in my best shape ever. But like I said, so many weeks before the fight and even a few days before the fight during media that anything can happen and it happened, you know, and it happened to me that I went down. And, and, but before the fight, like during the camp, I had, I had this moment that uh, I, I was thinking about it, you know, I, 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 I I was thinking about that if something happened, uh, I would retire and it happened, you know, (laughs) but of course I was, Ready and motivated to win the fight and 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 continue doing this, you know. I just signed a new deal with the UFC, uh, good money, good exposure, and everything. But, uh, you know, it happened. <laughs> it just happened.
3: Yeah, you've you. have so put... it was it
4: was momentum. It was momentum because of what happened in the fight. You know, if I if I lost on points, I could like see it and think about. But uh, I don't want to waste my. Uh, health and and I, I i yeah that's the thing that was yeah. the main thing you know that i don't wanna keep on losing myself uh, because of what i what i'm doing you know <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean well you you, you told you know i feel great i feel great nothing happened to me thank thanks god but somehow it it's hard you know it's hard
3: well, you've told me that, I mean, going out of the first fight with, with Zhang, you know, how much damage you take. And you said, you know, the, the the damage you put on your body in a fight, not to mention what you do during a training camp, takes a lot out of you. And your health is what's most important, right? Like, that has to matter because you have to live far beyond fighting, right? Like, you can't, you know, you can't you know, do so much damage that you can't live a normal life after fighting. So, I know health has been a big part, and I imagine that's a, that's a big part in walking away on your own terms, right? Like, walking away when you want to walk away because— we yes. heard these. I'm sure you've heard these stories. Fighters all the time. I want to walk away. I don't want the sport to retire me. I don't want to walk away because I just can't do it anymore.
4: Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I I always wanted to retire on my rules, and I know I know I don't want to be this, you know, like this gatekeeper. You say, yeah. I I don't want to be this legend who is going to fight forever and forever and and get beat up. You know, that's the thing. And and I accept where I am at, you know, what my age is, you know, the, the craziest thing about it is that it was the best camp in my life and I was in the best shape ever, strong physically, mentally, stronger physically, mentally uh, than before. And that's the craziest thing because I, I'm still having so much love for this sport and and... I don't want to live, but somehow I have to take care of myself, you know, and because of, I'm a woman, it's different with the guys, of course, no one, nobody deserves like uh, concussions, uh, but it's kind of tough sport, we we, we, we picked this sport, we chose to be, you know, I chose to be a fighter, and, and we have to pay, pay the price, but sometimes you have to you have to be smart enough to say enough, you know, to protect yourself for the future. And that's the thing, you know, it's hard. I'm still digesting my decision, but it isn't easy, you know?
3: Yeah, no, somehow absolutely. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I ask, I, I think from what you said earlier, have you had and a especially
4: chance- at this level, you know, especially at this level, because I was always competing with the best, I was always competing at the highest level, and and that's the problem. You know? there is no easy fights in the UFC, but I feel like I I'm always very into you know. And some people they loved my stir downs and the way I was before the fights and and in the fights, but I'm very into everything I do in my life, and fighting was one of these things. You know, I was always hundred percent into physically and mentally and emotionally as well, and. Uh, yeah that's the thing,
3: yeah did you I think you said I just would make sure. Have you had a chance to actually go back and rewatch the fight?
4: No, no, not yet, not yet.
3: I yeah.
4: don't have to do it, and I have to do
3: is it one of those crazy things? Because I I actually spoke to Matt Brown. I'm sure you know Matt, you know from the UFC, and he had kind of walked me it's, through yeah. the, the the fight itself. And he said it was one of those kind of crazy. It's one of those crazy things. You did everything right, and then you just got caught. Like I know I'm not trying to take anything away from Zhang and her performance because yeah. she did an incredible job. But he said you did everything right in that <laughs> moment. She just caught you. Like that's literally what happened. Yeah. Is that just the I, brutal? I it, that's just the brutal nature of the sport, though, right? Like, it's just that one it moment, is. and it just happened. It,
4: it, it is. And this thing, and it, I'm, I'm glad you you we, we, you know, we are talking about, because uh, this is what makes me think about fighting more, you know, because I got cut, and this sport is brutal and, and beautiful in the same time, but I didn't see. And you know what's funny? This knockout felt like one of the cartoons, uh, knockout, you know, when you are, like, out, but you still still processing and that was the funny thing because when i was going down 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 i was like kind of sober but when i saw the the highlight i was not sober you know what i mean (laughs) i was out but the funny thing is like okay you were knocked out like fall like go down that's the that's the funniest thing like but then i was like i had this in my what happened what happened what happened you know how so and I got cut, you know. That's the that's the thing. This is what I mean, you know. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I got
2: cut. And yeah. I I
4: didn't see this punch. I couldn't see because I cut the ankle. I switched the position, and she came with the with the back fist, you know, or spinning elbow or whatever. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah yes. we, i don't
4: know Damon. it's hard it's hard
3: no i totally i totally understand and because and, in that moment you know we hear you know i mean it's it's so hard to process in that moment you know what you're going through and in the aftermath you know announcing your retirement because in that moment even i was shocked like i know you said to me many times you know you know you have a future outside of the sport you have businesses you want to start a family you have all these things going on but even in that moment i was still kind of surprised i was like just because i know what a warrior you are i know like how much you love the sport how much you put into the sport
4: yeah yeah even this morning i i I met my friend my 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 best friend i haven't seen her for a while uh, because of i was uh, uh outside poland but And I was telling her her these stories, and that's the craziest thing, you know, because I was really planning to fight more often, to be back to fighting more often as I used to. Maybe not as I used to, but more often, at least twice a year. But uh, because of the way I felt, and I said that at the beginning of this interview, you know, and it was surprising what happened to all of us, to me and to all of us, and... but like I said, there is the other side of this sport. Uh, who fighters know only about is the is the is the health health side. You know that's the yeah.
3: thing. Yeah, absolutely. Thing. I
4: don't wanna. I don't wanna cross this line. You know, in my in my life, and be like, and have these concussions or some health problems issues. Mm. Okay, I I can make more money. I can get more exposure, but I can't buy health. You know, I can't. I can't. I will. I will be not able to to buy extra health, like in the game. You know, or extra extra life. You know, that's the
3: thing. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, you can't. And I can't, can't
4: go easy. You know, I can't go easy. <laughs> if I go, I go hundred <laughs> percent.
3: Yeah, I hundred percent. I think one hundred twenty percent is you I don't think you go one hundred percent. I think you go one hundred twenty percent. So, uh, <laughs> but you can't, you can't, you can't put a value on your health, right? Like they can't say, well, you know, here's a yeah. million dollars. Well, that's still not worth, you know, years from now yeah. when you're dealing with health issues or or brain health. I mean, these are things you have to think about. Yeah. There's no value for that, right? Like there's no value you can put on that. You have to take care of your body, you have yeah. to take care of your mind.
4: And I'm meeting more and more, you know, we just getting older. We are just getting older and I and I see all of my friends, teammates, fighters, uh and it's just it's just scary, you know. It's just scary as hell, you know. Yeah. That we we, we can get all this damage, you know.
3: Yeah. yeah, you you are you are a, kind of a rare instance in the sport, Joanna, where you have a lot of things going on outside of fighting. We talked mm-hmm. during the time when you were off, you know, all the things you're doing in Poland, the endorsements, all the different businesses you're running, all the different things you're doing that, you know, away from fighting. But I also know how much you love fighting. But I have to ask the question because, you know, I do know how much you love fighting. I do know how much you love training and, and working with fighters, things like that. Are you are you solid in this decision? There will there be a comeback for Juan? Is is that, can you solidly say, you know, realistically you are done and that's it, you know, your fighting career is behind you. You'll still be involved with fighting, but fighting itself is done.
4: Uh it is for now it is. it's hard even even the I feel like the conversation isn't isn't as fun as always with you because you are my favorite, uh but uh, you know, I don't know. I always promise myself if I leave the sport, I will leave it for forever. You know, and and it's hard. But you know, like, but sometimes I wake up, uh, and in the morning I'm like, no, I would love to be back. Why to? Why? Why am I doing this? You know, mm, that's the that's a hard part. For now, I'm done. I I I'm very happy. I'm I'm flying to Vegas tomorrow. I will. I hope I will sit and talk to Dana and then Lambert as well. I'm really looking forward to see all of them and, and sit and, and talk to them and, and maybe talk about the future a little bit. That's the thing. Yeah. The thing. But I, know- I feel that I, I, I need to stick to my decision. I need to stick to my decision because there is so many things uh, – which are making me going more into this sport and, and even keep on fighting. But like I said, health is the most important.
3: Absolutely, you. I'm not you... having
4: any issues. Like I'm hiding something. I'm not having any issues. You know, I have to. I have to. I have to do some CT or MRI scan one more time after the fight, for just for myself to check, uh, because I wanna be hundred percent sure that i I'm good. Because uh, lately I'm having. Uh, lots of headache, but maybe there's still a bruise you know and and that's the thing but these things uh, make me think about the, uh, the that i made a, the made the right decision so yeah. that's
0: the thing.
3: Yeah, I know that you you do have Amelia. You said something at the post fight press conference. You said you had bought an apartment, and you said you never even actually stay there because you're so busy. You never. <laughs> even, but like, that's like I, like in a weird like I'm 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 weirdly happy for you, Yuana, because I know how much you put of yourself into fighting. Again, I always bring up, of course, when I came yeah. down to American Top Team. Like, I know how much you like just a day off. Like it's kind of crazy, like just a day off, like being able to relax a little bit. Like I'm actually happy for you that you can actually do that because you do have beyond fighting you do have a million other things going on uh but is is it nice just to relax for a minute just to actually have a day off
4: um uh, the last last six months i spent maybe eight or ten nights in my house in my house i moved to this house two years ago (laughs) (laughs) and this year i spent 10 nights on me so i'm happy to be here uh falling asleep and waking up in my bed and yeah, I, I do. I'm trying to be smart with my money, invest my money in real estate, but yeah, there are places I've never seen. There there's this nice apartment at the Baltic Sea area. I, I, I slept two, two nights only. That's the craziest thing. So I really want to sit and like, like be with myself and realize like really physically realize how much I approach, you know, how big my legacy is because of UFC, you know, because I'm not going to lie. They, they they have changed my life. You know? yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. You probably, you probably heard, or maybe you didn't, I don't know, but you know, somebody asked Dana White about, you know, you're going into the hall of fame. And he said, yeah, of course you're going in the hall of fame at some point uh, you've done so much. And you mentioned your legacy is so big. I'm curious. Cause I hear different things. I know, you know, talking to Daniel Cormier, who's going in the hall of fame, This weekend, he's. It does. It means a lot to him. The work he put in and to be appreciated like that. Like I know it means a lot. Can I imagine that will mean like when that moment comes, it will be a a moment of pride for you when you do go in the UFC Hall of Fame.
4: I will be crying because I I will realize that I'm old man. (laughs) You know I remember my (laughs) UFC debut and that time I was like, wow, this guy is a legend, Chuck Liddell. There was a time they compare me like to Lidell that he was the Iceman and I was the ice w- uh, woman <laughs> and it was so funny you know and i was meeting all these legends and i was like yeah i wanna be like them one day you know and and it, it's happening <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah it, it's so nice you know i can't believe because I, I always say this you know maybe i'm grown woman now but i always feel like this jj from the hood who 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 just started, you know, who just started or who is just starting. And that's the, that's the thing, but it will mean the world to me if I will become the hall of EFC hall of famer, you know, it's yeah. great because I know that there's so many athletes, so many fighters in, in the EFC, but the hall of fame, uh, league or war or wall is uh, very, very short, you know, very short yeah
3: so we an on <laughs> yeah you uh you I mean you know in some way the impact you've had on the sport and the impact you've had on other fighters. maybe you heard right after her fight you know carolina Kovakovavach said that if it wasn't for you, you know she may not be fighting now you know when you invited her to come to American top team and train with you and she yeah. basically paid you credit for that and I know post fight you mentioned of course, I know you have an incredible team around you, Jennifer Goldstein who's one of the best managers in the entire sport, but you mentioned maybe getting into mma management maybe getting into that side of the sport is that something that does interest you getting into the business side of the sport you know for yourself
4: very much very much uh, i i'm very grateful and thank, thankful for all the people i've i've met in my life personal life and fighting fighting life and like business life and i took so many lessons uh, I had a very good, lots of bad and, and good experiences, but uh, I want to be one of these managers who, who is going to take care of, of, of an athlete, you know, the fighter, because of uh, they should be always upfront. You know, the, the, the managers should think about the fighters as, as first priority, but very often it's a business, you know, and this is what I hate had about it. So definitely, I will try to do another studies uh, or some seminars, get some lessons, uh, get some advices. And and I would love to be a manager in the future.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned, right. of course, your legacy also extends into your home country in Poland. I'm sure you've seen, of course, one of your teammates. You just saw Matusz Gamrot get a big win this past weekend. Yeah. You look at yeah. Jan but You look at all the people. Like when you did retire, like that was all the fighters came out from Poland. Uh, of all the of all the people paying tribute to you, and it's been a lot. Like how much does it mean the legacy you you built of Polish MMA? Because you have become. The the face of Polish MMA, and we've seen now, you know, again Jan Blachowicz becomes a champion, <laughs> Mateusz yeah, but- may maybe a champion. Like you were, you were kind of the trendsetter with that for your home country. I know that means a lot to you.
4: Oh yeah, I'm I'm just very happy. I'm not the pioneer of uh, MMA in Poland, but definitely. I was working really hard to put Polish MMA on the on the on the map uh, worldwide I mean and I'm I'm very happy you now what's the, you know what's the funniest thing that people are uh, like all the people I meet I see on the streets they're like stopping by like shaking my head they, are, they go crazy and they're like wow tons of respect for what you have done and I get more attention even now than I was getting before, you know, and this is its kind of nice, and <laughs> it's surprising at the same time, you know, because somehow when I was competing, maybe they were shy or I don't know, but now they're, they're like more open-minded, you know, and they're like, oh, we've been watching, we watch your fight, we watch your, like, pre- we watch the press conference, everything you have said, uh, you said at the press conference or after the fight, your post-fight speech, and they're like, Wow, tons of respect, tons of respect. But I don't know why they they, they giving me all this credit for what I had, or what I said. You know, after the fight, I don't I don't understand this. Of course, I'm very happy and I'm very thankful. But somehow, like I mean, I, I, I think that everything I approach, like I mean, the 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 wins, the belt, the the title defenses, should be more value value valuable yeah how you say it yeah that's the, right yeah, the, the retirement, yeah. you know but somehow i don't know i don't
3: know that's well you you said you said something you said something after the fight that that you know makes me like realize what kind of person you are because somebody asked you like your favorite moment of your career favorite thing you did and you could have said you know winning the title defending the title a knockout when you knocked out jessica penne or whatever the thing you could have done you said the thing you were most proud of was that you kept going. You know, there was a moment when you said, I could have walked away, I wasn't making money, I wasn't getting fights, and I could have just gave up and just walked away from the sport, and I kept going. Mm -hmm. And you kind of said, you know, the motivation to other people is don't give up, you know, keep going. That's what you were proudest of. I think that defines you, Joanna. not that you need my accolades, but I Mm -hmm. think that's what defines you is that, you know, when you think about the career, all the things you've done, all the achievements you've you've had in your career – that's what you were proudest of, and I love that about you because you could have said, oh, it was winning the belt or it was beating this fight or winning this fight or you know, whatever it was, fighting in front of you know 70,000 people, whatever it was in, in uh, Australia, whatever it was. But yeah. you said that the proudest moments you kept going, and that's inspirational because there's a lot of people who are going to look at that and say, yeah, I can do it. I can keep doing whatever it is, whether it's fighting <clears> or otherwise, but you keep going. That's a, that's a big statement. I, 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 I think that...
4: I feel I and I know that I was the chosen one, you know. And um, but yeah, I was just. I'm still the same, JJ from the hood. That's the <laughs> thing, you know. That's the that's the thing for me. It's still somehow normal, you know. But I'm very proud of myself that I I didn't give up, and I never give up, you know. And uh, that's the, that's a good thing. And I want people to to know and realize that everything is up to them you know and they can change their lives sometimes it takes time but they can do it i could do i can do it they can do it we all can do it you know and it's just easy very often we 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 look for some special people uh, et cetera, et cetera, motivation but it's all here you know and how much you want to be alive that's the thing
2: yeah
3: yeah absolutely now i know you mentioned you know we we when we talk we always have fun talk and we have good interviews of course we're talking here's yeah. the thing i know we're talking about retirement for you you But like in a weird way like i'm happy for you i'm happy because i know you have a million other things you want to do so i'm going to bring up one thing i know you want to do good to hear you
4: know so that's good to, good to hear that there are people who are like who, who are like who know who knows that who who really jj is you know that that i'm 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 just a woman not a girl anymore you know with with so many things going on so many hobbies passions you know things i want to be dedicated you know uh, and i want to do that's the that's a good thing thank you so much
3: yeah so now here's my question joanna we know joanna the fighter joanna the businesswoman when are we gonna see you <laughs> want the you the race car driver? Because you said when fighting <laughs> is done, you're gonna start racing more. So are we gonna start seeing you on big- racing more?
4: That's a good thing because actually, uh, after I will be I will be back from Vegas next week. I have a meeting with my racing team, <laughs> so we I will try to uh, try to do some training, more training in July, and maybe I will do my another race uh, very soon next month or in two months. And I'm really thinking very seriously about about going into 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 motorsport and i just i just can't wait you know and i i'm very happy that my sponsors they don't have to leave me because i feel like of course i will stick into the sport forever but i feel like i will give them another um, possibilities to uh to to go together as a family you know to 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 go big with the with the endorsement and that's a good thing and and I'm very happy about it you know to build my brand and keep on extending the brand, but I'm I'm I can't wait, man! I can't wait to to drive these fast cars and, and go nuts. Yeah, <laughs> go nuts I... like I used to in the cage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's crazy yeah. because I I was joking earlier. I said, you know, it's going to be nice just to have a day off. Here's the thing, Yoan. I know you well enough to know there's not really a day off. You still have a million things going on and you're busier than ever. So while fighting may be done with you in in terms of actually fighting, you're still going to be incredibly busy. You have a million things going on. So you're still going to be just as busy as ever. And I'm sure you're excited starting businesses and doing the different things you're going to be doing.
4: Uh, Yeah. I, you know, like two months ago, I, I, uh, mm, I opened my, uh, my labs uh, supplement company. And actually that's the, it's my child and I, I, I really want to uh, put more energy into because I have an amazing business partners and it's my brand. People think that uh, it's another another sponsor. No, it's my brand and I really need to pay more attention to keep on extending this brand, bringing outside Poland as well. Bring, in, uh, bring it out of Poland outside poland but i'm you know i i just can't play it. and it's my it's my new motivation to do even more you know to to work really hard like i used to work on the mat you know or in the gym yeah, yeah. yeah. but there's more and more things uh, finally i got the i got the i got the final paperwork uh, uh, because i opened my foundation but uh, i can go all in right now you know because i have all the all the all the all the paperwork done so i'm good i can't wait to 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 help these uh, young kids and and teenagers oh great can you tell me a little bit more about the foundation yeah so i was thinking about since i remember but finally, uh, my, my foundation, JJ Stars Foundation, is registered. And I want to uh, help young kids and teenagers, uh, not only fighters, but uh, talented uh, kids who, who are talented, who wants to work hard, who are dedicated but sometimes they don't have a chance to go outside, you know what I mean? Go further, look at the big picture and I want to teach them uh, all of this and I want to show them that they can do it, that they can go from nothing to to something, not from zero to zero, but from nothing to something uh, because I was training in the garage of my parents uh, after two years of training, after I left my first gym because the coach was stealing money from us, you know, so in that time I could say, Okay, it's enough. You know, it's just stupid. It's just silly that you you keep on training in the garage. But that time, uh, I knew that I was going to do big things. You know, and I want to help these kids. And this is what I I, I have said so many times. Doesn't matter what your uh, skin color is, what your what, what your religion is, gender, and. You can you can go big, you know, but you need to work hard. And I wanna uh, donate some money into the foundation. I wanna do so many. I want to motivate these kids, uh, make them more active, and teach them about more about health, health, uh, healthy lifestyle. And maybe even donate some monthly money uh, to support them. You know, to support their careers, uh, support the young uh, athletes, music, music, mu- mu- musicians, uh, uh, kids with the artistic talent. How we say it, like. Uh, art, like artistic an, like talents art, yeah. yeah yeah, artistic talents and uh, all of these types you know because it uh, doesn't matter if you want to be an athlete a successful athlete or a physician or or a singer or painter uh, you have to be disciplined, you have to work hard and you have to believe in yourself it's us in first, so i yeah. want to help them
3: Absolutely. And again, yeah. you're still gonna be around fighting. I know you're never gonna be not around fighting. You mentioned getting into management. Of course, you are an incredible ambassador to the sport. I'm sure you're gonna to continue to do that. I'm sure you're still gonna come over and visit your team over to American Top Team, Mikey Brown, all those guys. So you're still very much gonna be involved with the sport, even if you're not fighting. You got a million things going on in the fight business as well.
4: Oh, definitely. You know, it's sad that after a few years I had to leave American top team, but definitely I will be I will be back because then Lambert uh is like father to me you know he's he's amazing you know he doesn't have to do all of he he's doing for us all of us and he's he's just amazing Richie primo all of the coaches but definitely i i I have left so many friends teammates uh, in the gym and definitely i I feel like I will be back there, you know, to help them, prepare. I will try to support them as much as I can because they are my family. They are my family.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yoana, I know you said at the start, you know, you really haven't had a chance to sit back and, like, think about how big your legacy is. But let me tell you, as someone who has covered your career and I would say gotten to know you over the years. I think what you've done in this sport is incredible. Uh, you are a pioneer. You are a legend. You are a Hall of Famer. You're amazing. And <laughs> here's the thing, Johan. I told your manager this right after the fight. I said, uh, you're retired from fighting, but so you're not getting rid of me. I'm sorry. You're not getting like you're still going to have to come back and do interviews. You're not getting <laughs> rid of me. I'm am, sorry. I'm,
4: I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm happy. And I really feel like, you know, this conversation is hard to me because I have so much uh, love to you and and i and i always love talking to you and, and you deliver the truth you deliver like uh, nice topics and you deliver the truth to people you know you show them who we really are outside the octagon outside the cage and i really love it about you and but yeah yeah <laughs> but it's it's very emotional for me it's hard you know even sometimes i feel like I can't I can't speak properly, you know, because uh, yeah. Yeah, but definitely. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to. I'm looking forward to talk to you even more.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I look forward. I look forward to talking to you about the race. I'm excited for this race car thing. I want to see the racing, Joanna. So I'm very excited for that for the future uh, and everything else you have going on. I know you're going to be busier than ever, and uh, I always appreciated that you've given me the time over the years. And like I said, unfortunately, you're stuck with me. I'm not going. You're not getting rid of me. Uh, but thank you so much for the time, Joanna. I really do appreciate to it. Are unfortunately I, I unfortunately i will we will have people out there but i'm not going to be there but okay. uh yeah we will we will i know
4: i would give you a big hug man but i will see you i will see you around so you will you uh, will see me pleasure. i
3: promise
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor to talk to you again and and guys i love i love you all and and it's hard. It's hard. I still have to digest. I'm not sad, you know. I'm, I'm very happy, very happy to be back to family. You know who is the happiest person um, uh, uh, because of uh, I'm retired? My mom, she's super happy <laughs> because yeah, it's so funny, and I'm happy. And everyone is like, uh, when like people meet me or family members or our friends, they're like, "Congrats, congrats! How are you feeling?" And then I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy. You know, she's the happiest person uh, in the world right now. You know that uh, that that her lovely daughter retired from this brutal, brutal sport. You know, <laughs> but I'm always going to be a child for my mom. You know, even I'm taking care of him. Uh, sometimes uh but yeah she's the happiest person but but guys believe in yourself and i will be around i love you i love you all and i can't wait to see you at the at the international fight week and and all the ufc events
3: (laughs) absolutely you want to thank you as always for the time Uh, i can't (laughs) wait to speak to you again in the future safe (laughs) travels over to las vegas and as i said we will speak again soon i'm sure (laughs)
4: I will, I will, I will, I will, I will put lots of cameras into my car, on my car, so I will share the videos with you, and and you will see me competing, but in the racing
3: car as a driver. Something I like. can't, <laughs> I can't wait, I can't wait, Yohanna. We'll talk soon, okay?
4: Bye. Take care.
0: Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: big thank you, of
3: course, to the legend, Ioana Janjacek. I am truly honored that she gave me her first interview after deciding to call it a career. Uh, Look forward to whatever she has else going on in the world. Of course, we talked about race car driving. She, of course, was at International Fight Week last week at UFC X. Uh, signing autographs, taking photos, and uh, making an appearance at the event. I'm quite sure we're going to see a lot of her. Uh, she also mentioned, of course, moving into the management side of business. A uh, few people, I would imagine, know this sport better than someone like Joanna. So look forward to whatever she has going on in the future. Uh, our second interview of the day is an interview that I dropped a matter of days ago, again, on video uh, this is the first version on podcast, and that is with Jorge Masvidal, who, of course, uh, is one of the busiest guys in the sport beyond his own fight career. He's now a promoter with his own uh, couple of promotions, Gamebred FC and Icon FC, and Icon FC is going to be going to Georgia for the first time in August. So we talk about his plans to debut in Georgia, but also, of course, catching up with Jorge about what's next with him. We talk Conor McGregor. We talk Gilbert Burns. We talk Leon Edwards. We talk a lot of stuff. So uh, enjoy this interview with Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. He is the first and only ever UFC BMF (laughs) champion. He's also the man who will bring Icon FC to Savannah, Georgia on August 5th, turning into a promoter too, man, on top of everything else. Jorge, Gamebred Masvidal. Jorge, how are you?
1: Very good, my brother. How you doing?
3: I am fantastic. Thank you for taking time to chat with me. Of course, I just mentioned you're bringing your promotion Icon FC to Savannah, Georgia. Coming up on August fifth, how did uh, how did Georgia become a destination? Was this something you always had in your mind? How did how did this one happen?
1: Uh, this one, not not, we uh, always wanted to do shows in in Georgia, it's like our sister state. But um, one thing led to another. We were looking for venues, and we found some great venues in Savannah, Georgia. We started doing more research. People here are red blooded. There, you know, they want to see fights. They want to they want that action. You know, so we did a little bit more research we we'll put some some failures out there and we're like, man, this market's going to be great. And so far up to date, we're like 40 percent sold out on the tables already. We're moving great. You know, it's uh, it's looking good for us.
3: Yeah. How has promoter life been for you, Jorge? I mean, I know you wear a lot of hats. You know, you're a you're a fighter, of course. You know, first and foremost, you're a father. You're you know, you've been around the sport forever. Training partner, coach, all these different things you do. But how is promoter? How do you enjoy being a promoter?
1: Shout out to American Top Team because we crushed it last night on Bellator. And um, I was more of a teammate in, in that aspect. But, yeah, I've worn all the hats in fighting, maybe except actually be a cut, man. Other than that, I've been I've worn every other hat. You know, I love it. I love to fight. Since uh, I got into fighting, I always thought, not in the v- initial stage, but after some time, and I was like, man, I would like to have a promotion to treat fighters a certain way, take some of these things out, add some of these things in there. And keep it going and you know the opportunity came i, I partnered up with some great partners to, to run these events and i was like i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do a full blast just like fighting i'm gonna put everything that i got into it i'm gonna take out a lot of the things that i don't like i didn't like personally as a fighter having to go through and try to make it as easy as possible for these guys get them as much exposure and pay them you know as much as we possibly can at that stage
3: it's funny i talked to some of the guys who fought for habib over in eagle fc and they say that you know fighting for a fighter it's a different feeling than just fighting for a promoter. Now it's not to take away what the UFC has done, Dana white guys like that, but they say fighting for a fighter is different because you know what they go through, whether we're talking about the weight cut, the travel, the fight week stuff, media, whatever it is. Like they say, it's a different feeling fighting for a fighter. Is that, have you kind of experienced that well as a promoter? Like it's a different role having a fighter as your promoter versus just some business guy.
1: One, one million percent. Like these guys know I lived it day and night. I only got here because of these. I, I didn't get here because I was great at posting pictures on Twitter and things like that. No, I got here because of these. So these guys know when when I tell them, hey, before you go out there, go get your 15 seconds of fame if you want. You know, it's there for you to take. You snatch somebody's soul away. People are talking about it on Monday morning. You're on the paper, Dean Martin's interview, and the ball just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling, and you just never know, guys. So when they hear, like, these words from me, they know, like, man, this guy really lived it. This came from street fighting to where he's at now. So it's it's not um it's not rocket science to them, you know? And I love it because a lot of the guys will come up to me and, like, man, I know you're going to be watching. I'm going to put on the show. I'm going to be the face of this promotion. And I love to hear, and it's just that fighter-to-fighter energy. You know, it's, it's fucking amazing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. To that point, I mean, you are scouting, you know, and bringing in guys who are going to be the next big thing. Of course, your last card, everyone was talking about Bo Nickel. I know that's a guy you know very well. I've interviewed Bo. I actually interviewed him before that fight. Uh, phenomenal prospect. How fun is it for that part of it? Like scouting these prospects, bringing you guys in to fight on the card who could be the next, you know, the next Jorge Masvidal, you know, potentially.
1: That's very fun. You know, we have a very close niche team that uh, we, we've been in the space of MMA for a while. It's like five of us, four of us that have uh, kind of grown up together, mean fighting them as managers, promoters, all, all types of things. So we sit together and we start to go through tape. And, you know, Dean Martin says he likes so-and-so. And I was like, ah, I don't really like this guy. And then the other guy's like, yeah, I really like this guy. And then we bring him on the show and then it's like, who was right, who was wrong. So it's definitely amazing. It's, it's kind of like a fantasy football league, but of of great fighters that are making a great saberman. So the, the scouting of the talent it, it, it's fun, you know, it's like a bunch of us sitting together just like, hey, I like this guy, I like that guy. If we're not together or something, we're just sending videos to each other. Hey, check out this knockout. Hey, check out this guy what he said in the interview. What do you think? You know, so the process is very organic and it and it's what I love to do the most in the world. It's fighting and watching fights. So it, it comes pretty natural.
3: Yeah, I know from watching your interview you did a little while back with Ariel where you talked about like, you know, some people who do businesses you're just a figurehead you're just there to sell because you know you're the name but in your case you you said you put your hands in everything from the matchmaking to picking the fighters to promoting you are like a full-on promoter in this event has that been enjoyable have you learned you know can in your own role because you've been doing a lot of different things and from my understanding at icon fc you do a lot of different things like you're not just there to be the face of the organization you're doing the matchmaking you're doing the picking the fighters you're helping promote the event like it's a lot of hats you're wearing inside the promotion.
1: Oh, definitely. Right here. We're, we're in Savannah, Georgia, and all day long, I'll just be promoting. I'm going to go to the event, have like another five, six interviews. I already did like three radio stations here in Savannah. am going to go some local channels now, so it's constantly, you know, you, you're working. I, I could just sit back and collect the check and just hey, you guys put my name on it, but then I wouldn't want my name on it. You, you get what I'm saying? Because if the fights are shitty, if you don't like the fights, Dean, and the fights are lacklustre, we see that the card is completely one-sided and it's not not the type of fights that you want to see. I, I'm not gonna want to be a part of that, you know? So it's very easy. You guys want me a part of this? I, I have to have a a lot of saying it, you know. I it's not that I pick every single fight from from the prelims on, but every card on the main Every fight in the main card, I have something to do with it It gets brought to me. Is it? what do you think about so-and-so versus so-and-so? Hey, how about this for the co-main event and the main event? And, and all of that, I have a, a good amount of input in every single fight, you know, as well as bringing in sponsors, being able to help guys out. That's something that I try to do a lot just because, one, um, it, I'm a fighter. I know that, hey, I can go fight so-and-so-show and show, make X, Y, Z, or I could go fight so-and-so-show and so-and-so, show, make X, Y, Z, plus some sponsorships. They're going to come over here. On top that, we're sending a lot of guys at an alarming rate to the big leagues. Guys are just signing up, and we're still scouting every day, looking for the country's best talent, but it gets easier when they're just sending me the tape, sending me the videos, sending me the records. sending me, hey, I would love to fight with you. I saw the last fight card. I see where those guys are right now. How do I get involved in Icon? And that is like, it's just a snowball effect now, right? Now I got some of the best guys in the country just... Coming at us, wanting the fight for me.
3: Absolutely. Now, I know you have a lot of prospects, I mentioned, but I saw in this card you're also going to be booking Joe Schilling. A lot of people, of course, know Joe Schilling, a legend of the sport, kickboxing yeah. legend, just all around legend. How did that happen? How did Joe Schilling end up here?
1: Well, initially, we wanted Joe Schilling to fight uh for Game Bird FC Bare Knuckle, but believe it or not, like six months later, we had to give up on that dream because nobody wants to fight Joe Schilling Baronenko. It <laughs> wasn't easy, and, and 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 the price tag that people, you know, the ones that kind of considered it to fight Joe Schilling Baron was was unfeasible. It wasn't something that that we could do or, or want to do. It Wouldn't be a good business plan. So uh, we brought, we, we kept talking to Joe, and we're like, hey, how about you know, gloved? You know, it might be easy to find your fight. Wrong. Still very hard to fight Joe fight, Fightman's. Uh, we've had. Four guys drop out. We had two guys that had official bouts signed. They uh, things happened. They, they dropped out. So, if any of the fighters out there hearing this and you'd like to fight Joe Schilling, you know, um, give Icon UFC uh, a shout.
3: Yeah, I mean, talk about an opportunity. I mean, listen, we know it's not an easy fight by any stretch of the imagination, but still, what an opportunity, right? Joe Schilling's a huge name. Like, that would be a great opportunity. Like, take your shot. I know you're a guy who never turned down fights. Like, that's what you got to You got to take those risks, right? Like, you got to fight a If you want to build a name, fight a guy like Joe Schilling.
1: Be, besides, uh, I'm going to do myself a disfavor, but, you know, in, in this announcement I'm about to make, but fight a guy like Joe Schilling. It's not like you had one of these wrestlers that took you down and laid on you for three rounds in fifteen minutes and just hugged the crap. Now you find Joe Schilling. Your 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 legs are gonna be very sore. You're probably not gonna be able to walk too well the next day. Might have a broken eye orbit or some broken jaw or something. You know, so it's not easy to match make these guys. But it's a fight game, man. There'll be somebody out there be like, yeah, they'll, they'll hear this right now. And be like, yeah, I could fight Joe. Let's go
3: yeah let me ask real quick i mentioned i don't want to take the attention away from the savannah card but i mentioned of course Bo nickel on the last card huge knockout Bo might be the best prospect in the sport right now i mean period like he may be the best prospect in mixed martial arts right now uh will you have bow back in a future show is there a plan to have him back on icon fc
1: if i could have bow fighting at all the icons fc's bring <laughs> your but um Bo is a special case guys like Bo don't come out often i i don't I don't think we're gonna be able to hold on to both for much longer till he gets called up to the big leagues. You know, um, just a matter of time. If if uh, I know there's some things in place already for some organizations, everybody's been tossing numbers at him since he's gone pro. So. It's really up to Bo. You know, me personally, if I could get him for another 10 fights, I'd love that, you know. But chances are we won't be seeing Bo maybe one more in Icon, two more in Icon, and then he's off, man. He's, and, and to think that he's only 1-0 as a pro, that's the really crazy part. He's just one fight as a pro.
3: Yeah, and I know, obviously, you've worked with him in American Top Team, so you know how good this kid is. I mean, this kid's a phenom.
1: I mean, I, I want to say I was, uh when, when Bo's first days of MMA were on the mat, I was there with him you know, grappling with him, you know, working a little bit of striking. And I mean, the 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 grappling is just side of this world, man, that his style, too, because he, he, you know, a lot of collegiate guys are are very good at at taking guys down and controlling. But, you know, when you get like the number one in the country versus the number two, you always don't see that disparity or that manhandling with number one or or get number two and take him down, hold him down, pin him. Bo was that guy in, in wrestling, you know, has the most pins at his weight class season after season I think he led the country in pins as well so it, it just shows like his his work rate and his attrition not a guy that fades in overtime either so I really think he's gonna be hell man for a lot of guys at 185 he's gonna be the type of guy that he took you down once and that's all she wrote you know he might either submit you or just that whole round you lost because you're not getting away from this guy you know mixed him with with the hands that he's starting to develop because the kid has natural power I worked on with him a lot from all the wrestling, I guess, man, he's just like this dense fucking little white gorilla. He <laughs> hits, it hurts. Man. You know, so, oh man, Bo, Bo's a problem. I've been I've been talking about Bo for a while. And the last guy that I was prophesizing since an amateur just became a world champion yesterday, Johnny Ebelin in Bellator. I was telling everybody about Johnny Ebelin since his amateur days. I was telling you, keep your eye on this guy, keep your eye on this guy. It takes a lot to be a world champion. Luck is is definitely a factor in being a world champion. So I don't ever like to just look at somebody and be like, that guy's going to be a world champion. But I do know the qualities that it takes to be a world champion, The, the, the type of speed, power, mindset, things like that, you know. I'm telling you, Bo could definitely be a world champion in maybe two weight classes as well, I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned Johnny Ebelin. I saw Mike Brown's post about him where he told him, you know, quit your job, come live on my couch and become a full-time fighter. And now here he is, a freaking champion. You know, 10 fight, 11 fights in. It's pretty crazy. That kid's got all kinds of talent. And I agree. I think Bo Nichols got that kind of talent. I'm super high on him. I think he has got a very,
1: very bright future ahead of him. Very, very bright future. Doesn't get tired. Has crazy power. And truly a student of the game. Uh, I pull both aside. He has, like, no ego. Like, hey, man, try this, try that. He's like, let me try it. And like right away, no ego, and I see why he's gotten so far because he he he's not the type of guy that's like, all right, thirty-time national champion, I know everything. You no, know, even in the sport of wrestling, he knows he knows he he doesn't know everything there is to know, you know. So it's uh it's amazing. I'm gonna get to see his journey from amateur. I've been watching both since since his collegiate days all the way now to pro, you know, and wherever else he goes.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Jorge. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask so you about to, your
1: so- other guy. Uh, we got a heavyweight also that we sent to the UFC, um, Hamdi, uh, 4 0, oh, no, 5 0. Oh, 4 0, oh, 4 0, oh, four, oh, 4 knockouts. Also, a game Brit promotions guy. He fought in uh, GFC, game Brit fighting promotions, fought an icon, um, standout. He's a Egyptian national Greco champion that doesn't like to wrestle, has natural powers knocking everybody out. and – He's off to the UFC, man. His contract signed, so that's another killer that we sent off. Another big prospect, you know. That's what kind of sucks with these guys. I make these big prospects, and then I got <laughs> to cut them loose, you know.
3: Yeah, but there's got to be a lot of pride there, right? Like, bring him up and see him succeed, and then, you know, watch them succeed in the UFC. You're fighting right alongside him. Like, that's pretty amazing.
1: That definitely, definitely. It, it's amazing, you know. And now I'm going to be watching Bo and Hamdi with a microscope, you know, as they go through their whole career in the UFC, And just to be like, wow, fucking, that's amazing. I've been, you know, witness to that whole journey. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, Jorge, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about yourself. Of course, everyone is very excited about when you're going to fight again. I know there's been lots of talk. I know you mentioned, you know, when you're hoping to come back, looking at some potential matchups out there. Uh, I know I'm not going to say that you've signed anything right now, but like where are we at right now? Because I know everyone's buzzed. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. You know as well as I do. Everyone's buzzed about the Connor fight. Everyone wants a Connor fight.
1: Does Connor yeah, want
3: to fight? That's the problem, right? right? Like that.
1: No, Connor doesn't want to fight. If he did, he'd post something. He'd say something. He'll probably just insult my mom or or some relative of mine or my nation where I come from. You know, say something like that. But he won't say anything about a fight or a fight date. So, the the Connor thing is like he just wants it to like. I just hope it goes away because he really doesn't want to fight. He doesn't mention. Doesn't say anything. Obviously, it's the maybe maybe the biggest pay per view. Fight in history, as far as UFC goes, I think we would shatter all numbers, all previous records. But this guy, for some reason, doesn't doesn't uh, entertain him. You know, money doesn't entertain him. No one we'll make him want to get out of his bed. I think the only thing that makes him want to get out of his bed is cocaine, and that's okay. You, every man has a free will. You can do whatever you want, but don't say you're a fighter, and then don't take cheap shots at me too. You know, especially the the things that he'd be saying, talking about my legal problems and this and that. Like you're fucking pussy. We could we could do a man to man in the cage and just. Once and for all, figure it out and get paid a handsome reward while doing it so that this individual doesn't want to do it. let you know, he he knows what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, it's such a big fight. And it's one of those things where you kind of like, how would you not be interested? Like, I get it from the fight aspect. Like, of course, the danger of fighting Jorge Masvidal is there. We know that. But I mean, payday wise, I don't know. That there's a bigger fight like i listen i i like i understand the rivalry with nate diaz but that's just not the same fight it was six years ago you and you and connor at this point in your career that's a monstrous fight like that would be a huge pay-per-view but again like you said maybe maybe the risk is not worth the reward of the money i don't know
1: and it's also the branding the the, the style of fight that i'm i'm not going to take him down and, and hold him down and i'm going to get in his face gonna break his jaw and that's not gonna look good for his brand. connor got beat up on the feet connor got out Yes, he is, doesn't sit well with him or his team but if it did you'd shortly hear him say something back to this or something you know because everybody's gonna be sending this interview what is he gonna do
3: yeah uh did you hear the rumor that they were talking about maybe him doing the rematch with floyd did you hear this rumor
1: no, I didn't hear this rumor.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. I heard the rumor because he posted something on Instagram like I accept and there was this rumor the man. I was like, Do we really need to see that again? Like again, really? Do we need to see that again? I mean I, listen, I'm never gonna fault anyone for making money. I promise you. Like if he wants to go make money,
1: you know but, but making money, like are people gonna wanna see Floyd and Connor again? Like are people gonna sell out eighty-five dollars to see that, especially now with inflation and all the crazy shit going on in the country? I think they're about to save it for the gas pump.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Now, with the the Connor fight, now, that's just a massive fight. We all know. It's the fight that the entire world would tune in to watch. But I know another guy that has mentioned your name, very respectfully. and I did an interview with him a couple weeks ago, could not have said nicer things about you in terms of wanting to fight as Gilbert Burns. You know, it's kind of like the complete polar opposite of Connor. Gilbert has been praising you. And he said, I'll sign the contract. No takedowns. Let's go. Let's have a fun fight. Uh, Does Gilbert Burns interest you?
1: No, no, no. I don't want Gilbert to sign no contracts. There's no takedowns. Do, do your game, my brother. Do what's got in here. I know he's a world champion in BJJ. Um, I'm trying to work on my grappling always to get it better. So uh, do everything that God has allowed you to do and bless you to do. Definitely a fight that interests me. Uh, before the counter fight came up, that's the one that, that uh, called me out. And I was like, man, this is a guy that comes to fight. Not the whole world doesn't know him, but they will. Because, man, he comes to fight. He's either going to try to choke you out knock you out and just has a good, good style. I, I like to fight once some of these legal issues that I got going on, kind of, you know, then I'm, I'm setting a date. That's a, another reason why we're not setting dates right now. Cause I just got to figure out some things, you know, and then we'll lock it in, you know?
3: Yeah. Do you think we'll see you back before the end of the year?
1: That is, that is uh, my goal is definitely to be back before the end of the year. So we got to put all the ducks in a row make sure everything is correct. Some things are like slightly out of my hand. So I, I I can't say 100% I'll be competing this year. But if it's up to me, 100% I'm competing this year.
3: Yeah, now I know you already mentioned somebody in another interview, so I'll make you rehash what you said. Of course, you heard Leon Edwards say, if he becomes champion, he wants to defend the title against you. And of course you're going to take that fight. Why wouldn't you take that fight? That's, you know, a no-brainer. But can I ask your opinion? Do you see Leon beating Kamar Usman? That's the better question. Like, I know you would take the Leon Edwards fight, but do you actually see him beating Kamar Usman?
1: I don't, to tell you the truth. I think uh, with the, you know, it, it's a fight. Anything could happen. There's no 1,000% winning for anybody, I believe, in the sport. I don't care even if they're undefeated. It's just a matter of time in a way. Um, I I think that uh, Usman wins more times than, than Leon wins if they were to fight five times. You know, he's a little bit more complete, and I, and I think at the end of it, uh, just the wrestling, it'll come down to the wrestling. Really, to tell you the truth, I think on the feet, Leon's a little bit more polished, maybe better setups, more variety of attacks. But but Usman's wrestling, I think he'll keep. Leon honest to where he won't open up how you usually win a lot of guys. I, uh, I see. Usman win.
3: Yeah. They always say style, make styles, make fights. And I mean this with the utmost respect, like you and Nate Diaz. I love Nate. Nacio been around the sport, all these kind of things. I think you will always be a bad matchup for Nate Diaz. I don't care what Nate Diaz does between now and infinity. You'll never be a good matchup for him. And I kind of think the same thing about Leon. I like Leon. I, I know a lot of people dislike Leon. I like Leon stylistically, though, I think you're a bad matchup for him, and I think that's going to be a bad matchup, whether it's now, today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Like, I feel like I would still like to yeah. see that fight, but I feel like you're always going to be kind of a bad matchup for Leon
1: Edwards. Yeah, I I, I think naturally I'm just faster than him. I know I'm smaller than him. I have more power. We find a lot of common opponents, and he couldn't do anything to him but, you know, give him a split decision. You know, I put those same guys in stretches, so, you know, I'm... I do wear well with the strikers, as everybody knows. It's like those high-end wrestlers, those guys that, that they've wrestled since they're seven years old. They could take me out of my comfort zone, put me on my back and not allow me to use all my tools where, where I have some problems, you know. Leon's not that guy. He doesn't have that next-level wrestling or endurance. I don't I don't see him. I know he takes a lot of guys down, but the, the caliber of takedowns and the opponents that he does it to, it's not me, you know, so I don't. I don't see his grappling being a problem for me and the striking, I welcome it. Let's let's find out. Let's go.
3: Yeah, I know you get I know you talk a lot about working on your wrestling and grappling. You probably don't remember this, Jorge, but a few years ago I was down at American Top Team. I was doing some stuff with Yoana Young Jek. And I was at a grappling session during uh, during the pro day. And I saw you mm-hmm. grapple with uh Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr. It was a full yeah. grapple. And that yeah. was a fun grappling session. Like, there was no like he and and beef to be clear, Shoeface is a huge guy. Like, he's a monstrous guy. So people like to give oh, you grief for like grappling and wrestling, but you actually have very legit grappling and wrestling. Like, listen, there's no fault in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw you grapple one of the best grapplers in the world, and it was fun. Like, you guys were scrambling, you guys were scrapping, it was a lot of fun. So, I know you're working on it, but I'm just saying, like, it's not like, you know, it's this huge detriment. You've got those skills, you know, again, I'm just saying, not you need me to defend you, but I'm just saying.
1: And it's not like I started doing this like a fight or two ago. I've always worked on my grappling because I've always known, God bless me, with with hands, reflexes, and just natural endurance for striking. For wrestling, since the first day I got on the mat till today, I've always known I don't have those same gifts and abilities in wrestling so i've always put more time in wrestling and jiu because i know if a guy takes me off my feet i can't use my god-given tools anymore. so i've always put in tremendous amount of work with good grapplers like shoe which is the pfl tool five champ you know um down at the gym guys like Bone nickel that's bigger than me it's just uh, it's not even competitive with me. We're, we're, whenever there's a great grappling in att and we get them by the tons you know um we got Gamrat right now coming up to fight arm for for the main event and um Guillermo, it's a heavy wrestler. Guess who was helping him out for, for this fight camp? Me. You know, um, I was working out with Johnny Eblin a lot to imitate Gegard Musashi. And Johnny was just using his style that he was going to use in a fight. Punch, punch, get to a takedown, slam him on your head, keep punching. You know, so I, I'm constantly in the grappling. I actually grapple maybe 60 70% of, of my gym time is spent just grappling, whether it be offense or defense, just to get better at there. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that's a work in progress
3: absolutely well i know you're always busy jorge and of course with the uh you've also got some grappling stuff coming up you're you're got a grappling team coming up don't you is that that's coming up too right
1: yeah uh, speaking of Bo, he's he's one of my grapplers so is enrique coco miami florida native guy man i, I grew up with this kid man he is phenomenal grappler submissions from everywhere like man th- this dude's special with the submissions from so I'm, I'm looking forward to see him uh PJ Barts is also on our team. And we got one more guy, but it's his name is slipping me right now. It's is it is me it me Craig his...
3: Jones? Is that the one?
1: Craig Jones. How could yeah. I forget? Get mad at me, Craig. Yeah. Craig Jones, man. I got these four killers. Um I'm just gonna stick them loose on the world.
3: Bo Nickel and Craig Jones on the same team. That's kind of scary, Horey. Like that's a little that's a little terrifying for the grapplers out there. Those two are nasty.
1: And um, I think since the last time that people saw just Bo Street grappling to now. They, they might find him obviously he's still going to have the powerhouse takedowns. i scramble anybody endurance to the roof. But he has, without saying too much, he has added some pretty damn good submissions to his arsenal where he's just been drilling them day and night, night and day. And then I go with him, I'm like, bro, you're not the same guy you were seven, eight months ago, you know? And obviously, if we're talking about position, elite wrestlers like like Bo have the best position. Like they're they're just going to end up on top more times than not. You know, they're going to be able to outscramble everybody, get on top. Now it's him learning that top game, how to not get caught while navigating through the guard and then continue to apply that pressure. So it's I think Bo's going to make some heads turn again at the grappling event.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jorge, we all look forward to you fighting again. As the guy who's covered your career going back many, many, many years, I always look forward to you fighting. That being said, I gl- I'm I glad you got all these other things going on because you're never not busy. You've got all the promotion things you're doing. you got Icon FC coming up in August. you got the grappling thing coming up in a matter of days. Uh, whether you're fighting or not, we're always going to be watching. and I guess that's the most important part, right? We're always going to be paying attention to whatever Jorge Masvidal does.
1: Thank you, my brother. August 5th, you are about to see the nation's best throw down and we're going to find out who's going to be the next guy to go on and get world titles break faces and stuff so i I love this sport and and this sport loves me you know it's like we're we're yin and yang in this sport the sport is me and i'm the sport you know i love it jorge
3: thank you again for the time i really do appreciate it look forward to the card on august 5th and we'll talk again soon okay
1: thank you brother always a pleasure man have a good one
3: A big thank you again to uh, Jorge Masvidal. Of course, also a big thank you to his American Top Team teammate, Ioana Jacek, for being on the show. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week uh, with a regular show with guests and everything like that. Also, to kind of give you guys a heads up, later in July, there will be a two-week gap without Fighter vs. Rider. I'm actually taking a vacation for the first time in about three years. Uh, pretty excited about that. Going to San Diego Comic Con for a couple of for about a week, and I'm gonna be off for a couple of weeks from work. So, uh, stay tuned. That will be at the end of July. But for now, uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program next week with a regular episode of Fighter versus Writer, uh, breaking things down and uh, talking to uh, fighters leading into. A couple more big events coming up. Of course, Ortega versus Rodriguez is coming up. uh, The show on ABC and, of course, the UFC London card. And we will have Curtis Blades back as a co host for one of those episodes uh, to preview his fight coming up with Tom Aspinall. So uh, make sure you're tuning in for both of those episodes coming up in the very near future. A big thank you once again to Jorge Masvidal. A big thank you again to Ioanni and Jacek for the interviews. I definitely appreciate that. And we will see you guys next week with another edition of the Fighter versus the Rider. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you then.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.